terror, greed, indifference. What is going on? It would appear that the world is coming apart all around us. That the cross members and joists of rationality are falling down as the ground twists and buckles under the strain of total mania due to the insanity of nature. The entire community will pay. All will be lost. What happened? Why could it have happened? Why did we not prepare? Who's to blame? Good evening. My name is R.E. Chapman, and I would like to welcome you to my fourth podcast of which I will be addressing certain concerns that are having a definite impact on our very perceptions of good, honest living. The very world we are living in is experiencing a major sociological quake of epic proportions that is devastating the very structure we depend upon for a civilized existence. Yes, these are highly disturbing times for us citizens of this gathering for which we call the United States of America. But who are we exactly? Do we even know the answer to that question? Let's be honest with ourselves, regardless of our political affiliation, level of patriotism, or our ethical stance. We are a total mess. No organization, no agenda, no ideas, no direction, just mania. This evening's discussion will be quite a stupid one. It will be incredibly stupid. Stupid beyond all imaginings. At some point, it may go way beyond stupid. Therefore, let us delve into the life of stupid. Stupid is a brutal word, a cruel word, a cuss word. Stupid is a word of necessity. It is a word of assessment. It is a word of descriptive values. Without the word stupid, there can be no corrective sociological measures. No way to drive someone to a more rational path of thought. They simply continue to make bad calls. They continue to be stupid. Stupid falls under the guidelines of mental strengthening of social interaction. It also falls under the guidelines of mental stability and understanding. It develops social aptitude, sharpens wit, and is a gateway to friendship. It can be expressed during deep emotional accord. I was stupid to listen to him during moments of affection. You're stupid to be in love with someone like me during moments of great anger. You are stupid beyond all measure. During moments of pity, you poor stupid fool. During moments of need, stupid is not what I need. Then of course, there is the direct insult. You're so stupid I can sell you the air that you breathe. Stupid is the big guy who likes to throw jokes and feels that others have no right to counter his jokes and becomes highly violent when embarrassed by someone whom gets the upper hand in the joke department. Stupid is the gal on the phone whom you are seeking to resolve an issue with a bill or bank account, but says she can do nothing because the computer says so. Perhaps the biggest annoyance in our culture is the narcissistic person of power who can easily fix a situation, but chooses instead to say, no, can't do that. Stupid is a masculine word meant for the male, not the female. To her, it is an offense meant to be barred from use. But to a male, it is designed to be harsh in order to strengthen the mental sinew, compel him to think, placing him in a state of rational thought so that he does not overreact, resulting in regret due to a misunderstanding. 
Stupid is the key for opening the door to a fight. Masculine affection in its purest form. Hatred of children, chapter 5, page 134. The book, I am not a PhD. That is how men bond. Establish levels of leadership. Endeavor to further masculinity. Allow it to grow and mature into something socially useful. Stupid places a male in check in order for him to realize that he is out of context with reality. If you doubt me, then make a deep examination of the world around you. Think about the remarks that you have made when addressing certain concerns that make no sense. Yes, we have all done it, and yet we let it go as just a part of life. We have been conditioned to simply let things go and move on, but that idealism goes against the fundamental principles necessary to prevent needless repetition, and yet we continue to make the same mistakes time and time again. No doubt that the current state of affairs is the cause, but what is the source? Let us make a close examination of the modern American male and consider that there is no doubt that something is missing. There is absolutely no rational masculinity. What is rational masculinity? To know that you are a male and that you have a clear and definite perception as such, not to mention a greater social responsibility. There's more. The ability to push oneself to the limits of physical and mental endurance. The ability to intimidate without being intimidating. To have complete clarity behind the need for a fight and to kill when another is in danger of losing their life at the hands of a killer. Are men being stupid for not fighting to keep their masculinity rights intact? To keep those things that are necessary to make him a man? To guide a male child into what it means to be a man? To even possess a clear understanding of what is man? Look, there is no doubting that things are, let us just say, a little confusing. And part of that confusion is due to the fact that we live in a culture of stupid. Look at what is going on in this modern age. Lots of people are losing their minds or are just plain stupid. And instead of telling them that they are wrong, coming down hard on them, applying brutal force, we accommodate them. Someone does or says something stupid and we do not apply constructive criticism, we accommodate them, especially in cases of a person possessing an accredited degree. For some unfathomable reason to this lecture, we keep falling back on that notion of being accommodating, trying to spare someone's feelings or prevent someone from blowing a gasket. We completely adjust our social edifice to avoid hurting their feelings. Autonomy for being stupid seems to be the way of the world. However, when is it going too far? Look at what we go through to prevent using the word stupid. You place barriers and guides to help regulate the stupid in a public setting and they go around it causing mayhem, put out trash cans on every corner and people still throw their trash on the ground and in some cases right next to those trash cans. My personal favorite are the installation of yield signs on railroad crossing signs. Just a little added precaution, I guess, for those people who are too stupid to realize that the railroad crossing sign is a yield sign. My apologies for being offensive to those of you who are stupid, 
But the reality is that instead of you taking a moment out of your lives to learn the very basics of deductive reasoning, you choose instead to be, you got it, stupid. And it is driving a lot of us rational-minded people crazy. Let us examine a few stupid things that we completely ignore, shall we? And be advised that there is absolutely no way to cover all of the stupid going on in our modern U.S. culture in a single session, and I will not even try. So, I will begin by saying that there is an obsessive need to explore other worlds as we continue to trash the world we live on. Let's build a bomb that can destroy the world so that we will never have to use it. I can eat a hundred hot dogs in a minute, but I'm sorry that there are people who have nothing to eat. When I bought my boa, it was cute and cuddly, but it's too big for me now. I'll just let it go. Invest in cryptocurrency. It's the best thing to come around since the microchip, provided that electricity never goes out of style. Make sure you thoroughly wash your hands to prevent the spread of an airborne virus. Then there is my personal favorite, possessing the latest and greatest technology, even though it will be out of date in six months. There are other stupids, such as war, or better yet, the leader that says, we are going to charge that machine gun nest. No worries. I'll be following your advance by satellite. Defund the police? Then the number one stupid of all are people who dictate history and know nothing about it. That's history, with a capital H, by the way. Those are people who run on second-hand information and don't even bother to conduct a more comprehensive investigation into the facts. Why do we listen to these people who know nothing? Probably because they relate to those who are like them, not racially or gender-wise, but their level of knowledge. They know nothing, but use a loud mouth to intimidate, compelling us to reconsider. You know the old adage, the first choice was the right one, however. Stupid makes so much noise, you change your mind and get a failing grade in sociological discourse. You fail to look at the posted signage on a road and drive the wrong way on a one-way street. A police officer hands out a ticket to a speeding motorist on the freeway, while another driver talking on a smartphone rear-ends another motorist. Expanding of freeways, thinking that it will alleviate traffic congestion. Which brings up my own hometown of Denver, which they decided to tear down an overpass at a spot where torrential rains have an effect on the area. Actually installing the new section of road below the previous foundation and what I now call the I-70 pit, located between Colorado Boulevard and Washington Street. Back in August of 2022, a foreshadow of things to come took place when the pumps that keep the water out had to be manually activated, but only after the rain had started. You can just imagine the cars stuck in the small lake that formed on the freeway. The people of New York City can probably relate in regards to when their pumps do not operate during power outages and the subways become a mess. I do believe I mentioned something about electricity falling out of style. Of course, it goes to show how easy it is for us to ignore why the previous generation did things the way that they did, 
or is it our arrogance to defy nature instead of working with it, such as knowing the Mississippi will flood, but we keep building homes in the floodplain instead of setting up a system like the Egyptians? Perhaps we should consider building a giant solar collector in space that may alleviate the amount of solar radiation hitting the earth and channeling the light onto farmland to increase crop yields instead of trying to go to Mars. Yes, crazy, but I am a sci-fi writer by trade, and if we can build a great wall across China, then why not build a greater wall in space? Let's move on. Examine bureaucratic stupidity. They get rid of Abraham Lincoln's birthday as a holiday and changed George Washington's holiday into President's Day. Did our politicians presume that all of our presidents should be acknowledged with an equal status? Woodrow Wilson on par with JFK. T.R. on par with Ronald Reagan. Truman was greater than T.J. Interesting the details about presidents of these United States falling under the guidelines of U.S. history. Again, a subject that is thoroughly ignored by the Department of Education because math and science is the necessity towards a greater civilized environment. What do we know of G.W.? As an understanding of our knowledge of the Founding Fathers, he was the result of the colonies of the New World gaining their independence from Mother England, however. We backshelved Abraham Lincoln, perhaps the second greatest president in the history of the United States. Naturally, some of you are probably saying, I do not agree, or that's stupid. Our Founding Fathers were religiously enlightened, or to say the least, respected Judeo-Christian values. G.W. was a very religious man, and yet we bar that discussion, and even for some, the practice of religion in public schools. Would reasserting our Judeo-Christian values in the public education method prevent school shootings? Guardian of the Garden, Chapter 8, Page 27, the book, I Am Not a Ph.D. It is something to seriously consider. Of course, the biggest mistake we make in our modern culture is applying modern principles to past experiences. We think that since we live a certain way today, that we must apply that style to the past. We say that a person of the 19th century who attempted to make a change did not like a something, but we forget one important aspect of life. Modern culture puts into practice certain ideas and philosophies that would have never been considered in the past. That is why we apply the term that person was ahead of their time when they take an objective view to certain social affairs of their day. Of course, that would be said at post-enlightenment of a situation. You cannot embrace something that has no formal instruction or rules of engagement for social input. Even today, in this modern age of the early 21st, we have absolutely no formal guidelines for a racially intellectual understanding of humanity. We take for granted the notion that since we are human, we will figure each other out. While in the meantime, our courts of law will say that you are not qualified to understand human behavior because you are not a PhD in psychology. Again, very stupid. For more on that subject, you've got it, the book, I Am Not a PhD. Since we are on the subject of the courts, let us examine their history. Naturally, 
we shall exclude antebellum and the Jim Crow era and stick with recent history, such as the McDonald's coffee controversy. But then, on the flip side, refuse to award a young man whom interpreted a discrepancy in a Pepsi-Cola television advertisement when seeking possession of an AV-8 Harrier aircraft? How about all of the lawsuits won by bad people whom tormented a police officer well beyond all normal human endurance? A judge stopping the counting of votes in Florida? A judge overturning the vote in California, Hollingsworth versus Perry, 2013? Now let us be clear that I am not speaking of same-sex marriage rights in this matter, but the bare understanding of the democratic process in relationship to the people and the power of the vote. As always, a subject for a future discussion, but just a brief digression, if you may. A judge overturning the vote is a very serious disparity to our constitutional comprehension that should be a constant topic of discussion amongst all of us. We listen to the television ads that say, go out and vote. It's your right, your most powerful tool. That is except when it faces a judge, of course. Could that little oddity of judiciary understanding be considered a backdoor dictatorship? A single person overriding the will of the many? Stamping out the democratic process by means of a decision from the bench? The vote is final. It is the voice of democracy, the voice of the people, and it was shut down by a judge. And we did nothing. Is that a case of being more afraid than stupid? Stupidity of the people in regards to the journalistic community? Remember how they would report that same-sex marriage was being accepted in certain states, however? What was actually going on is that a judge forced the people to accept it. That little play in journalistic language that they are so well versed at doing to make it appear as though the great majority of the Judeo-Christian population is accepting of a change. I call that practice expressing journalistic generalities. Remember COVID-19? They would say something along the lines of 80,000 new cases have been detected and then they would show you a picture of a dead body, a little psychological play on the subconscious mind, would that be the power of suggestion? Remember when certain groups would refuse to wear their masks, and the next day the journalistic community would report an increase in COVID-related cases in that particular demographic, however? Let this speaker tell you now of what they did not report, but were inclined to show. and. That was all of the LGBTQ community out celebrating President Trump's loss in the streets after the election of 20, of which they were not wearing their masks. Not one news broadcast reported an increase in their COVID-related cases the following day. Why are we not paying attention to such things? Yes, because we are that stupid. The United States invades Iraq, and the media does so very little to point out that Saddam Hussein had no ties to Al-Qaeda. And what I found even more disturbing is that the journalistic community simply told us that Al-Qaeda were the culprits, but that that terrorist group never took credit 
follow your history. Terrorist organizations always boast about committing a violent act. Remember Dawson's Field hijacking? Lockerbie, Scotland? How about the Marine Corps barracks in Beirut? Even the Unabomber? Serial killers boast, such as Zodiac and perhaps even Jack the Ripper. How about the terrorist acts by the KKK? John Wilkes Booth proudly boasted of his actions before an audience. The Washington Post investigates certain suspicious activities in the Nixon administration, but in 2001, when there was doubt floating about, not one journalistic corporation followed up on the possibility of Perhaps not a lie, but an obsessive alluding to the need for punishment. Ever notice pro-choice advocates at a protest wearing Black Lives Matters t-shirts? Heaven forbid that anyone should wear such a thing when supporting my body, my right. People who install abortion rights signs in their yards alongside BLM signs. Apparently, the black child in the womb isn't life, then again. That would mean that all unborn children are black, that they are not really human. Funny how some groups in the past would say that same thing about the black populace. Guess when you do not study history. Getting a little heavy, I shall ease up a bit. Let us examine needless technological stupidity. How many times did we need to test a hydrogen bomb before we realized it worked? We waste how much time and money on developing driverless vehicles. There are times when moving ahead sometimes requires looking back to the ways of our ancestors. To get a vehicle to move on a straight course, why not simply lay track? Sure, who wants to go back to the days when the railroad ruled the transportation network? Well, those who manage our computer-orientated lifestyle. Naturally, there are questions such as a tractor-trailer can haul lots of merchandise. Therefore, small-town USA has needs that are easily attended to by tractor-trailers, however. What of big-city USA that requires more merchandise? Sure, I have seen semis haul as many as three full-size trailers at once, you know, like a train. But the reality is, more tractors, more drivers. Different retailers, different supply chains, different supply needs means lots of tractor-trailers, lots of pollution, and lots of road interference. Yes, many of you are clearly aware of the tractor-trailer operator whom simply takes the right-of-way at an intersection, interfering with traffic flow, and electric would seem to be the answer. However, their endeavor is folly in the overall scheme. Examine the history that we ignore. In the days when railroad was king, Freight would sometimes exceed the capabilities of the prime mover locomotive. Therefore, another was brought in, and that required another operator. For really big runs, a spectator may have witnessed as many as three steam locomotives towing a horrendous load over the Alleghenies or even the Rockies, which explained the need for super locomotives such as Challenger, Big Boy, Allegheny, and others. Clearly, the railroad companies wanted to maximize profits via less employees. Three locomotives, three engineers, and three firemen. One super locomotive, and only one team is required. No need to go into that economic logic, especially when they pass those costs on to the consumer. Modern diesel-electric locomotives haul lots of tractor-trailers worth of merchandise. 
which is why merchandise is shipped from the port of Los Angeles across the country by rail. A train engineer and conductor, too, replaces 8,000 tractor-trailer operators, and again, technology is the answer. What would happen if we put that idea into practice locally? Of course, when merchandise and people are shipped by air, there are limitations. Inclement weather, for instance, such as high winds and even snow. Airplanes require runways to be cleared of snow, and that requires taxpayers' dues. Also, a tractor-trailer requires freeways to be cleared of snow, and that too requires taxpayers' dues, however. The railroad clears its own roads, in fact, in quite an ingenious way. The locomotive itself can push a plow. Too bad we cannot get tractor-trailers to push plows down the street in a snowstorm. Now many of you are wondering where is he going with this? Tons of money spent on developing autonomous vehicles means more money out of your pocket at the end of the day. Corporations never eat the costs when they succeed at making something work due to the way we think. We are spending vast amounts of wealth on something so complex that it is in fact cost prohibitive. Look at our world. The idea is, does not matter if you succeed in the game of technology, only that you have a job, especially in regards to the military-industrial complex. President Eisenhower warned us of that little folly way back in his exit speech in 1961. Look. They track from the depot to the retailer, and a few can do the job of many solving the issue of supply chain deficiencies in regards to merchandise. But what of people? Let's talk stupidity to its greatest extent in regards to my own place of residence here in Colorado. In the Denver metro area, mass transit track was laid to move people, but with one hitch, you have to drive your car to use it. Unlike New York City, where you do not even require a driver's license to get from place to place. The idea of mass transit is lost on the ears of bureaucratic stupidity. To give you a little history of Denver, like Los Angeles, Oakland, St. Louis, Baltimore, and other cities, it had a highly efficient trolley system. So efficient, in fact, that my mother didn't have a driver's license just like some people in New York City today. No car payments, no car insurance, and no worries about someone stealing your catalytic converter. With that said, you can see the shortcomings in having trolleys such as the Denver Tram and the Red Line of Los Angeles. They do not use internal combustion engines and are cheap to use a nickel. And most importantly, they consume a lot of potential car buyers so they had to go away. But no worries. The new mass transit system moves people around the vast metro area and works with the car companies. Great idea. Kind of like driving your car to the airport or a train station when you want to go to work. Naturally, there are places in the United States of America where that makes sense, however. To put it in perspective, in the past, the railroads moved people long distances, and the trolleys moved people from place to place within a certain locale. Some of you are probably saying you cannot install tracks on the modern streets. Too many cars. My answer to that comment is, European countries don't seem to have that problem. Okay, I have spent way too much time on this, but to sum it up,
We are a people caught up in lunacy, senseless stupidity. We take the hard road because it looks pretty instead of pursuing the easy path that is a little rough but gets you home quicker to a hot bath and a delicious meal. But who wants that, right? Then again, is it not stupid to not recognize that something is wrong? Is it not stupid when failing or refusing to acknowledge that something is wrong? Perhaps this lecture is stupid for even discussing this topic. These are the challenges we face in our time. That's all for now. Until next time, blessings to you. This is R.E. Chapman. Au revoir and good night. Thank you.